Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. The sunshine rays of May are just around the corner, and I can already start to feel it. I got the first farmer's tan, first track tan of the summer in the spring. Last Thursday at the open test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. Welcome back to Speed Street. Uh, Joey Molinero, Connor Daly, Ben Walden. We got a uh, motor race this weekend in Barber coming up. And uh, we had the open test last week, and like I mentioned, next week is officially May. We are in it. It is upon us. Very, very exciting. And today, we got a big-time guest, folks. Connor teased it last night. We teased it on our Speed Street channels. Logan Sargent, the American-born, the American hero in Formula One, will be joining us. All fantastic stuff. Thanks for being with us. But I can't do it, of course, without Connor Daly. How are we doing, CD? What's going on in your world? Oh, it's great, man. As you mentioned, we have great guests this week. Uh, I'm just starting to throw messages out on the internet. Uh, just, just starting to really cast some lines on some guests here. Um, really honey dicking everyone with Dale Jr.'s name, obviously trying to bring him in, uh, saying that we're, you know, we're a large media organization, of course. Um, so, uh, yeah, but it's been great uh, to get right back on the horse after uh, the uh moral and mental and just sad times of long beach we got right on the horse at indy at the test um yep. and we have a great horse yet again you're a big horse guy joey sure um great horse fast horse uh the bitnow.com horse at the speedway uh was an absolute rocket ship so we were gonna talk a little bit about the indy indy test open testing there's a lot of interesting stuff that was going on there uh big weekend for nascar uh my my side job uh, you know, Talladega was quite interesting. Uh, some some massive accidents in the Xfinity series. Uh, you know, some I guess I felt slightly uh, maybe not the most exciting Cup race until the end. Um, and so yeah, some interesting stuff there. And obviously, F1 is back this week, so we have an F1 driver who will be racing this weekend, uh, Logan Sargent. So we will do a little F1 preview because we're a big motorsport show. We're motorsport all across the board. Even though I said. I will no longer be happy with Formula One. We still respect it as a uh, motor racing series. So, um, yeah, let's get right yeah, into the Indy We have the uh, the whole news and rumor about, uh, uh, you know, Liberty wanting to come in and make IndyCar a the feeder series. <laughs> They'll just smoke flying around all over the internet. That's uh, pretty wild this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that had been said before some other time, and this now resurfaced. I don't know. It, that stuff I don't really pay much attention to because it's just kind of 
of course someone would say that or some story would be said about that and i i honestly it the, seeing things like that frustrate me so much i don't even get into it i'm like i know it's already kind of that stuff so far left field and you got to think of the legitimacy of that as well and be like roger there's that's not going to happen while, while yeah. roger's alive that's not going to happen so um so yeah so th- there was a lot of interesting stuff we had uh, we had Formula E environmental protesters protesting at an electric racing event, uh, which yeah. I thought might have been the most ironic thing I've ever seen and just the most sad thing for human brain power to comprehend. Um, so that was hysterical. It's like um, a South Park yeah. episode. It was like a South Park episode. <laughs> yeah, it was. Very <laughs> ironic. Um, so Let's yeah. Let's get into the open test though, man, because obviously you had big You were day. out there. Yeah, I was out there. It was fantastic. The the the, the mounds in turn two were packed. From, the vibes, great vibes, I, dude. I got out there. Um, I went. I met some buddies with my son at Founders Coffee right there in Speedway. We got out there about a little before ten a.m. So a little before all starting to go down because they bumped it up, which was cool. Um, and from that point on, already it was packed. And then as the day kept progressing, and you know more people taking half days or what have you. And the sun kept coming out and, you know, it was beating us all, but it was great. Um, it was packed. So the, the the vibes, the scenery was great. There was a whole bunch of kids there on, like, field trips. I was like, grassroots, baby. Let's go. Let's get him here. Your, your stepdad, the, the president of IMS, was out doing his thing, passing out donuts in the suit, handshaking, kissing babies. I think literally kissing babies, you know, like <laughs> there's a kids out there, like I said. Um, but it was great from our perspective. Super, super great to be out there and entertaining. But then, obviously, big day for the twenty ride. Yeah, no, I great to see everyone out there. Honestly, I um, we didn't get to go out there because we were, well, basically, we never got out of the race car uh, the whole day except for when the the rookies and the refreshers ran um, because we knew the weather on Friday was going to be awful. So we we had about nine sets of tires to use, and we we're just trying to run through as much stuff as possible. But I saw on the you know the on the big screens uh, a lot of people. So great to see all the human beings out there. The support and the excitement for the month is is tremendous. Um, I know for for my own self, um, it felt great to get back to the track. Just rolling in, getting the helmet on, getting in oval mode, sitting out there on pit lane. Um, just super exciting. Although crazy windy day, like windy days at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway suck. Uh, they are brutal. The wind at, at 220 miles an hour is uh, is crazy. Um, but yeah, starting right out the gate. The interesting thing about Indy, and, and I feel like if you ask a lot of experienced drivers, they'll kind of tell you, you know a lot in your first two runs in the car. You know a lot uh, if if the weather is you know not crazy hot you know obviously it's it was a little bit less windy in the morning when we first went out and um, you know our, our strategy for uh, you know for our team you know we we like to go out first run of the you know the season at IMS we like to all go out you know very similar setups and go out and just say hey what do we got what do we got feeling wise how do we and uh, all of us were very similar, so that's good. You know, we feel similar things, so that means all the cars are very close in what they, you know, are doing. Um, but as soon as we kind of get out there and start running through things, I'm like, man, this feels good. It just feels good again. Uh, you know, we're we're able to run with people. We're able to run and, and get some speed. We're able to, uh, you know, tow up on people easily, which is what you want in a race car. 
Um, and there were a lot of new things to try from from a from a series perspective. They gave us, you know, new arrow pieces to try for this race to obviously try to make the racing even better. Um, because yep. it's been tough last couple of years. The races, I would say, you know, haven't been as good as they could be. Um, you know, compared to some of the other races in the last 10 to 15 years. Um, so it 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 was an it was an exciting day. Uh, a lot of positive you know, right out the gate, we were in the top ten, I think, in the first session. Um, even though, you know, the funny thing about Indy is people, you always look at results like, oh my gosh, like this person was here, this person was there. Yeah. It doesn't matter at all. And, and, and it's, if you happen to get lucky and get a good lap where you come out of the pits and you get a great toe and, and no one pits in front of you or no one comes out of the pits in front of you, you have a great lap, but there could be, I mean, if you look, Alexander Rossi was like 28. Alexander Rossi is not 28 fastest. It's just that's just not how it is. Yeah, that's why anyone who looks at these results and again, we were second fastest at the end of the day. Very happy about that. But I was not that fast until I mean, overall, when it comes to putting a lap together, we were like 15th, 16th, whatever it was. You know, about coming towards the end of the day, which is completely fine because. We use those days as as race running, right? We're getting in there, we're we're dicing it up with people, and we're passing people left and right, feeling like heroes. But to do that, you're not setting up for a big speed. Um, and even so, you know that last lap that we did to put us up there just happened to be great. I mean, I I passed a car on that lap, lifted into one, but happened to be in a train of fast cars, and we did a big lap. So you know, it, it's one of those things that. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. People always get angry at other, like they're like, oh, you know, you're just out there looking for toes. Let me tell you who looks for a lot of toes and gets really good toes, Scott Dixon. And I would like to do whatever Scott Dixon does because that guy is good all the time at the Speedway. So I, I always see Scott, he comes out of the pits and he's in the biggest toe possible and he gets a huge lap time to put up on the board. And hey, that's just motorsport at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. Joey, did it look like there were a lot of cars running together? People out there kind of dicing it up. Did it did it look like cars could run closer from a fan's perspective out there in turn two? Yeah, it was so I'd say the first session, you know, that morning session, um, you know, obviously it felt more just as a, a feel out, right? And then and it didn't feel like there was a lot of cars running together. Everybody was just kind of getting their wits about it, it seemed like, right? Uh, but then I left at about four o'clock. So that second session from, you know, 2 or 2.15 or whatever until I left, um, I, yeah, I mean, me and my buddy Sam were sitting there, we were like, holy cow, like, they, they're they really doing this. Like, they're they're running on the front stretch, like, you know, it seemed like six, seven, eight, nine cars at a time, um, you know, kind of lining up. So I felt like there was a lot of action. I felt like it was mm. entertaining. I felt like it was, um, you know, just got you ready for the month of May, both obviously for you guys, but obviously for the fans as well. You know, you're hearing cars go go around, and you're seeing them go around, and you're you're picking out which liveries you like best. You know, that was yeah. Cool. Uh, it was interesting, Connor, too, because on the big board, you know, they have the video board out there, oh. and they're playing the action as it's happening. They play the peacock feed. Yeah, which great. Point, Thank you, Peacock, for doing that. By the way, too great, yeah. great to have a. I mean, people could watch it at home, stream it at home. That's great access for our fans. We got to be happy about that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially coming off the numbers of Long Beach for, you know, oh, yeah. for, you know the streaming. But it was interesting because at one point I'm sitting there watching with my buddy 
on the video board and they put up a side by side and they'd done that they they had done that before during the live session but at this point we didn't know they had put up a side by side of last year's race where somebody crashed i know i i, I was a victim of this too <laughs> dude i know exactly what you're gonna say we i mean i was like we were all like, whoa, 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 And because, like, the lighting seemed similar on the side-by-side. -side. I mean, it looked like what we had been watching during the open test. And so we were kind of, we had that brief moment of freak out of like, oh, holy shit, somebody just <laughs> shit into the wall and turned Warren. I, I, I was out of the car. I was a victim of this. Uh, we had a, we had something that we had to fix on the car. And so the, the car had to go back to the garage. And I'm sitting up on the pit stand with the, uh, in the pits just looking. And, and I have the radio on to the, to the guys there on the stand. And I'm yeah. looking at the TV and I'm like, oh, someone's in the wall. And I was like, wait a second. That was last year. I was like, yeah. don't do that to us. You can't. That's, that's hard. <laughs> it was. It, it, it was. It was wild. So, um, no, yeah. I mean, I think definitely. And then I went home and watched the last hour, hour and a half or so with it extended to 630. Um, because, you know, you guys didn't run on Friday. You knew you probably weren't going to. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it felt real racy, you know? I, 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 I thought that there was, you know, you saw the passes, you saw the setting up. You oh, yeah. Saw, it was, it was very, very, uh, very, very good day. Let's just yeah, say. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot there that we can be happy about as a series. I think, um, you know, as from sitting in the seat, I'll give you guys a, I, I would say an early, an early judging of who looked fast. I, I would say, uh, all three of our cars, I would say me and Ed probably looked, I would say we were most confident in the team so far, but Renus is obviously going to be there. He's going to be fine. Um, I would say the next strongest cars are Ganassi and, uh, and, and some of the Andretti cars. Kyle Kirkwood looked very, very fast. Um, here's what will be interesting for you guys to look at when it comes to the Ganassi cars. Ganassi were not running their Indy 500 cars, so... They were running their road course cars that just ran at Long Beach, um, and they were still fast. So I think you, you always get a little bit more speed out of your cars that are fully Indy prepared. Um, why, why, why would they do that? Well, because I would say they logistics? can. Well, not logistics, but but maybe they might not have had time to switch over. You know, four engines into four. You know, four cars that are running at Indy. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely some time and, and energy that it takes to do that. Also risk. You don't want to risk your Indy 500 cars, uh, in the test. Sure. Um, for us, it's just something that we do because we've, you know, we've been able to be confident enough to do, you know, to do that. Um, but watch out for Ganassi. I think they looked fast, but I think they will be even faster with their actual Indy 500 cars that have been prepared and in the wind tunnel and, you know, body fit for that. Um, so keep an eye out there. But uh, Kirkwood looked fast. Joseph Newgarden looked very fast. I think Joseph was the probably the best out of the Penske's. Uh, he looked really strong. I have to run around with him for a little bit. Um, Scott McLaughlin, obviously strong as well. He, me and him diced it out at the front of a pack for like three or four laps. That was fun. Uh, we got to kind of mess around a little bit, which was which is which was a great time. I always love racing with Scott. Um, but uh, other than that, I would say uh, the the Ray Hall cars. I would say are uh probably the ones looking for speed um i and, and that was probably the only cars that i i really got to run around for the most part um but uh man it felt great in our car so i i tell you what i've never felt more confident in my life uh leaving the test day um obviously things can change weather can change crazy things can happen 
But that's our IndyCar. And that's the same Indy 500 chassis we had last year, which felt great. And it feels even better now. So kudos to the to the Ed Carpenter Racing guys and uh, and the whole team there for for coming back with a you know an absolute heater of a of a wagon. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I'm, I, it gives me all kinds of reasons to smile going into the month of May. That's for sure. You mentioned uh, they were you know they were getting a lot of different things to kind of test out, try with the car. Uh, how much of that is 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 kind of a reflection of what we saw at Texas and trying to get that racing up to that, or is it at all? I, Texas is, I would say, completely different because we went from being probably the worst at Texas, my own self, and, and, and you know, I'm part of that. Uh, we, we struggled there, but completely different feel and completely different car uh, at Indy. But, you know, some of those things, some of those aero pieces, you could run at Texas, um, but also you could run them at Indy now. So, there's a lot of great things that the series have given us, which is positive, very positive. Um, so I, I'm I'm pumped. Um, I'd say there were a couple guys. Now this was interesting. I would say obviously not really supposed. We got to be careful of these tests, right? Like no one's out there. Like we're running in race traffic and we're trying to get a good feel for the race car. But there are some moves that are made by some drivers where you're like, well, why would you risk that at this <laughs> at this test? And man, I'd tell you what. Pato was doing just what he was doing in Long Beach at Indy as well, firing it underneath people last second, trying to make some wild moves. I had a, I sat down with Marcus Erickson for a drink Friday night after the two days that, well, the one day that we did and the second day we were supposed to, and I watched Pato go underneath him side by side into turn one. I was like, basically the finish of the 2022 Indy 500 yeah. was happening right in front of me. But Pato was on the inside this time, and Marcus was on the outside, and nope. neither of them lifted. And I was like, "Oh, this is funny." I even said to my spotter in the short shoot of one and two because I lifted, thinking they were both like potentially in the wall. And well, I was like, "Hey, how about that?" Hacky's like, "Oh yeah, I don't know about that." <laughs> and uh, it was funny to see, obviously, two really good drivers, but uh, boy, they were driving each other deep into some of these corners, and it was it was great to see. So you see the you see the juices flowing early. Uh, at the Speedway, love to see a, a few co close calls because there always will be. I, I was also buried uh, in in a, in the middle of a pack, uh, and the five car paddle was right in front of me in turn two, and he caught the curb in turn two, which you never want to do. Uh, yep. But he showed obviously big fast hands paddle. We're paddle mania. We're big fans there, uh, and and caught the car very very skillfully. Um, but it just got everything everything going. Very excited. We ended up obviously P2, happy to be there and uh, can't wait to be going for it with, with, with Team Chevy, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in, in a couple weeks' time. So really pumped. And uh, yeah, that was, that was, I would say, the open test at Indy. Sadly, we, it looks like we could run on Friday too, which is a shame. The weather yeah. completely flip flopped, rain was crazy. But by the time we got to about one o'clock, it was, it was almost dry. So, I feel like we might have called, you know, called on the day a little bit early. I, I that's that's sad because I know there were some people that were looking forward to going out there, and I know we could have run a little bit more, and we were hoping to run a little bit more. So I would say that was a bit of a miss. But here's the thing: if you call it early, it's always going to dry out and think, oh, we shouldn't have called it. If you don't call it, you wait around eight hours and it rains the rest of the day, and you ruin everyone's day. And so that's how life works. That's how racing works as well. And I mean, 
you know, I take solace in the fact that Thursday was just absolutely beautiful. It was like 82. You had a little bit yeah. of cloud on the bridge right about 145, 2 o'clock. But other than that, I mean, it was just a perfect day to be out there. And, and, and you know, you guys ran for a long, long freaking time uh, on Thursday. Yeah. I was in the car for like almost four hours straight when I looked at my whoop. I mean, I was I was cramped in that car for so long, I could almost... my. My right butt cheek went numb, and I was like, <laughs> "I have to get out of this car because yeah. we—it's like an endurance stint." So it was—it sure. was nice to get to the end of the day. And I told my buddies, "Yeah, it was like I texted him at the end of the day. I was like, I got a—I got too much sun. I got a weird farmer's tan. I'm like weirdly <laughs> track tired. You know, I, I feel kind of bloated because I've been drinking beers all day. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for. I, it feels like May. I'm ready for May. So from from our perspective." That's what it felt like. And got some exciting news from our pal, Rusty Eckstein, Mount Comfort RV. Nice. May 8th. May 8th is moving day for Joey. I don't know when Connor's moving in, but May, <laughs> you know, we'd be inside the track and uh, it can't come fast enough. I know that for sure. Are I you love going, that. Are you on the 4th, the 5th? Do you have a plan? What's your... I think we're getting in there a little bit earlier uh, before Rev. Um and uh, obviously very, very excited to have Mount Comfort RVs uh, there, ready to go, our homes for the month. Um, and uh, yeah, pumped about that. So we obviously also had a NASCAR race uh, over the weekend. Talladega was a big one yep. for NASCAR. Uh, a lot of people there. And let me tell you, from from seeing videos of that weekend, it looks uh, absolutely electric. The, the, the concerts that are going on there, Talladega Boulevard or wherever's going on down there, a lot of crazy stuff. And before we get into our interview with Logan Sargent, uh, the complete opposite motorsport, NASCAR. <laughs> it was uh, quite a race. And I would say the Xfinity side, I actually enjoyed watching the Xfinity race a little bit more. You know, some people maybe might not have that opinion, but seemed to be a little bit more racy and people seemed to be a little bit able to create runs and run three wide. And um, I enjoyed watching that race. Uh some some big crashes. Daniel Hemrick upside down. That was wild. wild. Uh, some crazy stuff going on there. Um, but uh, but I thought a a good race, the Cup race again. And I felt a little bit of this at Daytona. Those cars running in two lanes are. It, it's tough to generate the runs. It's tough to get you know to be confident enough to move your position to maybe create a third lane so yeah now that i actually have a a driver's perspective of a little bit of what that felt like um it was interesting to see the the most exciting part was was the green flag pit stops you had old old buddy friend of the show chase briscoe sliding in and spinning into <laughs> pit lane you had tyler reddick looking like he was out of control hitting the wall into the pit lane i mean that was the most exciting part of the race that was it wild. was crazy to see that happen it's um, always like weird whenever whenever tony stewart's on the broadcast and briscoe or so just because you know it's like that weird dove uh yeah that's the boss but he's yeah. called he's, <laughs> tony he sounds so pissed he's so upset <laughs> <laughs> Man, and they and they yeah, even had Tony like, Stewart on the side of that car, and it's sitting doing weird fake donuts in pit lane. And Tony's just like, "Well, there's my cartoon face doing donuts in pit lane with a bunch of blown tires." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tough. At one point, Chase kept firing it. He was like, "Tony said something in such a dismayed voice of like, yeah, that rear left is just going nowhere.' Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? The funniest part about those super speedway races and the craziest part. Chase Briscoe finishes in the top five. Like, Dude, a great day. 
great day for the boy. He had to come back from, uh, you know, two laps down and uh, top five day. Doesn't matter what happens at the beginning as long as you cash those checks at the end. I tell you what, that was that was very NASCAR, and it was very very happy. I was very happy for my buddy Chase as well. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. It, you know, you had Chase Elliott coming back. Um, winning and he, stages, yeah. Chase uh, Elliott, boom stage win. I thought he was the only competitor for a while with the way things were being marketed, but hey, Chase Elliott's <laughs> back. Chase Elliott's <laughs> back, according yeah. to everything that I saw on the internet. They uh. <laughs> Yeah, literally the only billboards and commercials. But real quick, how many times are we going to see Bubba Wallace right there at the front on a super speedway? And I know it wasn't, but it's just like, it's insane. It's <laughs> I feel like every time there's a super speedway race, I'm like, yeah, Bubba's right there. I bet on hey. Bubba. He does pretty well at speed, super speedways. And then He's something the crazy happens. I know, but something crazy happens. And uh, and he gets taken out. Spent, you know, it's just, it's, and he tweeted about it. And, uh, you know, it was kind of just like, you know, we were closer right there. We'll get it. But, uh, damn, man, I just keep, I'm like, man, this is the time. Bubba's going to yeah. do it. It's time. Definitely not Blaney's fault there, though. I mean, y you can't expect to move that many times. And, you know, I, I found myself a little bit confused uh, on that one. I found myself a little bit confused if you saw my Twitter on the Noah yeah, Gregson yeah. and Ross Chastain incident as well. Noah Gregson having a great day. Um, but, so much energy was coming from behind him. And those cars are difficult to hold on to when you're getting shoved like that. So Noah slides up a little bit. Ross goes right in. But again, I don't understand it because there is still like two more laps left. And there right. is so much time that like Ross and those guys behind him, you know, again, everyone's pushing and it's super speedway racing and I get it. But yep. like you have time to to pass him like you have time to get there there now everyone in the train wants to win right so that's a little bit but for ross maybe he had nowhere else to go i, I try to give him credit but it didn't seem necessary um that's my only that's my only opinion there felt bad for noah because he had a great day and 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 could have came home right there at the front um but even at the end when you go to the end no one had any fuel left Blaney's trying to make a move to the lead, but Bubba can't block that many times. You, you just can't do that. That, that. that track is so massive, and he yep. was already a little squirrely leading those those uh, sure. those trains of cars, and he just lost it. And honestly, Blaney had to go somewhere, and you can't expect him to be... You, you can't just drive sideways all across... Like, you can't swerve all across the track. That's You're right. going to get wrecked. So again, part of me thinks that if you're Bubba, you go to the bottom, you stay to the bottom, you have cars behind you, and you still have a whole lap to come around there as well. And and there's a lot of runs that can be made. I personally, my own, my own personal opinion, I would rather, you know, potentially not, not win the race right there, but give myself a chance, at least stay in the hunt till out of turn four. Now, again, there a yellow can come out. We've seen that happen. You always want to be the leader when the yellow comes out. Um but, uh, but yeah, tough to see that for for, for Blaney. Um, but boy, Kyle Busch just slipped right on through in the McLaren wagon, which is hilarious to to see him win in a McLaren McLaren sponsored car, custom grills though, not machines. Uh, so that was that was interesting. Uh, you know, Kyle Busch obviously loving his new team. Um, Ryan Blaney coming real close, and I, I actually part of me thinks those guys wouldn't have had enough fuel. I still think if they were flat out all the way to the checkered flag. I think Keselowski wins that race. I think one of the guys that might have wow. had a little bit more fuel, might have been saving fuel a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I don't think Blaney has enough fuel to make it. 
I don't know if Kyle has enough fuel to make it, but these are all speculations that we can get to. So that's a bit of a bit of a NASCAR summary for us there, and that's how it all went down in Talladega, it seems like. Yep, they had to Dover next. Going to have some of those throwback rides there, right? Um, I don't know. I think I don't. I don't. I don't know about that one. I think it's all really for Darlington coming up. But still excited to see a couple of those liveries. Oh shit! Okay, I got the D's mixed up. It's not my and I watch. It's not my world. It's all good. Um, well, like you mentioned, uh, quite opposite of NASCAR Formula One. Our first active Formula One driver guest, Logan Sargent. You want to talk to him? Absolutely. Let's get into it. As we mentioned, we have an incredible guest here today on our on our fantastic program. Uh, he is a very talented uh, young American man. He is, uh, some would say, an American hero. Uh, first driver in many years to be full-time in Formula One, uh, the world championship. Uh, probably a Netflix star as well in the future. He's coming up on Netflix as well. Uh, Logan Sargent, we appreciate you being here. Uh, thank you so much. How are we feeling here? We've got a race. It seems like you guys have had a large spring break. It seems like, uh, <laughs> but we're going to Baku now, right? How are we feeling? How do, how are we, how are we doing? Yeah. First of all, thank you guys for having me. Wouldn't <laughs> go as far as an American hero, but I'm doing my best. Um, you're repping no, the stars like, and stripes. That's what we love. That's yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, it's been a, it's been a weird spring break to be honest, because we are meant to have, you know, the Chinese Grand Prix in this gap Yeah, and that got that got removed and then all of a sudden we had all this free time uh the team just pretty much filled it with media media obligations loads of days on the sim uh so it's been honestly a bit of a i don't know uh a long three weeks just <laughs> ready ready to get back in the car that's for sure and uh it's gonna be an interesting weekend because different format going into this one because it's a sprint weekend uh so a new experience for me but you know i think the long straights, slippery car. We might have a might have a chance. I love that. And honestly, what what's exciting as a rookie too? I know how rookie years go. You you're starting. You're just starting to get into it, right? You start racing things. You know things you want to improve on, but things have gone really well. I would say at times. And so then to have a break all of a sudden, that's tough. And and media and simulator, that's way less fun than just getting to the racetrack and doing it. Um, but driving for Williams. Uh, very very cool opportunity obviously uh my dad drove for williams so i i there's a bit of a connection there definitely love that uh that group of people it seems like it's a it's a a, a fun group too I, after meeting a lot of those guys and girls down there in austin last year when we got to hang out at the at the race before you were announced as a full-time american legend in the formula one series um <laughs> it seems like a good group how has that been meshing with those that that group so far and and how does it feel going forward? Obviously, you said slippery car here, fast down the straights. Let's hope for a good weekend. That's the plan. I to be honest, it is a really good group, and it wasn't too hard for me to. Well, it wasn't hard at all for me to to mesh with the team because I've been with them since the end of twenty twenty one. It's been honestly the majority of of the group is is pretty much the same since I joined, and um, you know I feel like you know we really have a great friendship between everyone within the team. And uh, it makes the weekends, you know, a little bit easier to to get through. Um, and yeah, I feel like the team as a whole, like we're on the right trajectory. It's going in the right direction. Uh, the car's better than it's been in the last five years, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, it's it's looking good. We got to keep it going. But um, as you said, there's but there's been you know positives throughout the first few races. There's been negatives. Um, it's it's not easy to get on top of right away. But I think. 
the fact that you know I've been able to to see that you know the pace is there to to make something happen. I just need to you know clean some things up and uh, start getting on top of it, which made the three week break even longer than it was. But yeah. um, yeah, I think I think the team is you know really really good. They've showed me support throughout the the whole process, and um, yeah, not a better group of people that I could be working with in my first year. Logan, what's been the biggest change in your life, whether in the car, out of the car, since you've become a full-time Formula One driver? <laughs> Definitely get a lot, a lot more, more love. Instagram a lot more Instagram followers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, get, I get a lot more love and a lot more hate for what it's worth. But um, <laughs> no, I, I love it all. I love it all. I think the biggest thing for me is has been since, since the end of last year, I mean, you know, it, I honestly haven't had more than two weeks to myself. I think it's been constant prep. It's been constant time in the gym. It's been constant media and um, it's draining. So it's just trying to, when you do get those moments to take a break and take a step back, you have to really use them to sort of recharge, let your, let your brain rest. And um, yeah, those days are really, really, really important to be honest. So that's, that's been the biggest thing, just trying to balance things out a little bit better. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot, there's, there's a lot more than just driving F1 as I'm quickly realizing, um, it's more like, uh, I I mean, it's more like a racing driver and a promotional, I guess, you know, piece, but, um, no, it's all good. And yeah, just, just trying to figure it out as I go. Well, that promotional piece, it's interesting you say that, right? Because Formula One is a world entity, right? It's a world championship and I saw recently you guys got to go to New York City uh, in in the race suit, um, you know, there with uh, you know in the the New York Stock Exchange doing cool stuff. What's that like? Because obviously you know the the Formula One boom in America is is massive. You know, it's I was wearing a Daniel Ricardo hoodie just yesterday at at a subway in Indianapolis, and the guy asked me. Oh, you think Daniel's going to stay with Aston Martin? Obviously, that's completely not even the right team and nothing is... But people in Carmel, Indiana are talking about Formula One and and that's got to be cool. But when you're in New York City, obviously doing some promotional events, what is that like? Like, Because I obviously think I know what it's like, but as the American guy, like you are the guy. A lot of support there, a lot of questions. W- what was that like? First of all, that was sick. That was yeah. an awesome <laughs> trip. We flew straight from Melbourne to New York and, um, long flight. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> L- long flight. That's for sure. But to be honest, it was, uh, it was three days full on media, full on appearances. Um, I have my brother there with me, which was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, we, we were flat out pretty much nine to four each day. And we did a lot of really, really cool things. And, uh, I think a lot of good came out of it. And, uh, I mean, to be there in Times Square. Uh, we did the NASDAQ bell and even, you know, we got a lot of pictures with some of the American fans who were there, um, whether they knew who I was or not. Now they do, which is good. Um, <laughs> and if you're wearing a suit, they definitely know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, um, I mean, it, I hadn't been to New York since I was a little kid, so I didn't really remember it, uh, from the first time I was there. So to go back, um, it was, uh, it was a really, really cool three days and even just okay, the experience as a whole being, you know, a Formula One driver back in America doing the media was amazing. But just to come back to the city and I don't know, it's like I got to the city and I could just feel this this atmosphere and this 
I don't know, ray of positivity. Like I just loved it. I thought I thought everything about New York City was amazing. And uh, to be honest, I can't wait to get back. Logan, do you ever uh, see yourself wanting to run the Indianapolis 500 maybe one day? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I want to do it. That's for sure. Um, I think I think your career is not complete until you've done it, right? It's there you like, go. Uh, it's <laughs> it's a. I think it's it's a vital piece of the puzzle. Um, so yeah, one day I'm gonna get around to it. I'm. I'm Have you talked to the sure other guys in the F1 paddock about it? Uh, I haven't spoken to them directly about it. I just I feel like generally it seems like most are against it. Um, but then, but then again, some are for it as well. So I don't know. It's it's a weird one. It just depends if um, you know they see the risk being worth worth the reward. Uh, I do. I would <laughs> definitely do it. I think. Well, I that's because you're American. There's, there's nothing that, like it. You're that's, you're ready to take the risk. I I, I respect that. Joey brings <laughs> up an interesting point though. Like I think there's always this wild debate. There's always these you know crazy things that are said about. You know, and I look. I I did that whole try to race in Europe, right? I I won races over there. Like I know how that goes. I know the journey that you've been on. You know, tried to go to F two was a Formula One. I I've done that, so I definitely know the difficulty that it that it took yeah. to get there, and I respect that grind, right? But I I do think obviously a lot of the drivers in IndyCar, right? Like in the series in IndyCar, I think very very talented drivers as well, of course. Yeah. And I I I love to see. The interaction that sometimes a lot of us have, you know, Fernando coming over, right, to race in the 500, yeah. you know, getting to know him was awesome. I think, I, I I love hearing you say that you'd love to do the Indy 500, right? Because that's it, it is cool. And I, I think it is obviously one of the largest events in the world. I mean, in my opinion, it is the largest event in the world. No big deal. I agree. Um, but do you see some of those guys, I think, saying things that are maybe a little bit judgmental of, of the IndyCar paddock? I mean, you obviously know Kyle Kirkwood very well, our most recent winner. Do you see My sometimes man. that where it's like, hey, maybe they maybe they do deserve a little bit more respect than sometimes is given? Um, it's hard for me to speak for the others. I yeah, I don't really I think I I, I do believe you have a difference of opinion across the whole paddock. Um I think some believe that the level is high and I am one of those. I think I truly believe that there's a lot of amazing drivers in Degar. Um, you know, I have respect for, for all you guys, hundred percent. And, um, I, I love the fact that, you know, we're starting to get these opportunities to race, race against each other a little bit more. It'd be nice, honestly, if the races weren't on the same weekend. I know. As, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, that that's another that's another thing that makes it a lot more challenging you can't ask an f1 driver to miss an f1 race um, of course to, to go and do it so i think if it i mean the way to make it a real option for f1 drivers to go and take part in that race is to to make it more accessible uh whether that's f1 move move a race or whether that's indie move the race so i don't know i I don't want to speak for the others, but I know how yeah. good IndyCar is, and I know how competitive how competitive the field is. And um, yeah, I absolutely respect respect the hell out of it. No, we we love to hear that for sure because it's it's something that, and, and we obviously respect F one, right? I think there's there's a few things that you know sometimes we obviously hear, and and a lot of us like a lot of us for sure. The honesty thing is a lot of us are jealous. Those those that didn't get to get to F one, right? A lot of us, for sure, have that jealousy in us because we we would have loved a chance at Formula One, right? That and it's awesome. 
Um, but I think having that respect of, of all the series is really cool because I think watching you, watching all the other drivers, you know, drivers that I've raced against growing up as well, you know, Carlos, Valtteri, uh, you know, cer certain guys that I've, I've known, you know, known Max yeah. for a long time. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's great to see that. Uh, and having Fernando come over to do the 500, I think it's awesome, right? We got Kyle Larson coming over from NASCAR next year yeah, to do the 500. Yeah, You're yeah. right. Like if, if Monaco somehow is the weekend before or, or the weekend after that, that would open up. You're never going to move the Indy 500 from Memorial Day weekend, but it's, it's going to be something that yeah. hopefully there is more opportunities in the future. That that's a hundred percent the problem because it's hard. I mean, like you said, the Indy 500 is not going to get moved. Monaco is hard to move because it's a street yeah. race. So it's already, it's booked out for, you know, whatever that that's the weekend. Um, it just feels like they do these things on purpose. It was like, I know <laughs> it was like the same in karting back in the day. Like you had the super nationals, the same weekend as the world championships in Europe. Yes. Like this that's is actually a great point. I remember that. Like why, why do they do this so that you can't like come together and, and, you know, do this unbelievable race. And, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's, yeah, it is tough. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. We're not going to make you answer like why we have to figure this out right now, but it is cool that you want to do it. <laughs> no, that's, that's for sure. I will get around to it at some point. We know that you and Kyle Kirkwood are good buddies. Is Kyle Kirkwood a better driver or fisherman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle. Well, considering he just dominated Long Beach, I've got to say, respect to him for that. That was a... It was really good to see. You know, he's been, he's put in the hard work over the last year and a year and a bit. And uh, to see him have a great weekend is awesome. Um, he's a great fisherman, but he's a better driver. <laughs> I love to see it. Um, so back to Formula One a little bit. Uh, I thought I was watching qualifying Saudi Arabia, I believe, when you got a lap deleted in qualifying that I thought was complete baloney because that was a heck of a lap in qualifying too. Like, I, I was like, Man, that's our guy right there. Boom, great lap. Uh, that's kind of annoying to deal with, obviously. But looking forward, uh, I love the the support that you're getting from the team. It seems like the uh, the team principals you guys have there, great people. Um, what can we expect? Are we are we trying? Are, are we moving forward to fighting for the point spots more often here? Obviously, you have a great teammate too, Alex Albon. He's he's a fast driver. That's got to help as well to have his data to look at. And to be able to go off with someone who's really experienced, hundred percent. So far, we've had all the pieces to the puzzle, but we haven't yeah. put them together. So, um, yeah, I mean, Sa Saudi was a tough one. They, you know, they weren't officiating anything to do with what happened in qualifying and, and free practice. And I know, you know, that's that makes it a little bit ridiculous. That changed the whole complexity of our weekend because we had a really good good opportunity. But um, yeah, apart from that, we've we've had the pieces to do it. We haven't done it. Um, so that's what we need to start to do. We've had this three week break that's given teams a lot of time to, you know, make improvements. Um, it's all relative. You know, I can, I can say we've been working hard to improve. So hopefully that, that translates, but, um, you know, I think so far in the first three rounds, we've had a point scoring guard. So we need to, um, you know, we need to go and capitalize a little bit more, use what we have a little bit better. And, um, yeah, I mean, the goal is going to be all to always fight for points no matter what, but, um, yeah, we need to see what happens with the rest, but I know we can do it, you know, as as we were before. I think one one interesting question that for our a lot of our fans are obviously IndyCar fans, NASCAR fans, but people that are that listen to this show have kind of 
they seem to have adopted kind of all three of the the top rungs in motorsport. As a young driver, right? You always look at Formula One. You look at the top level. I know from my from my experience, I I looked at it like when I had my first race in IndyCar. I was like, maybe it's different, but it's still just racing. Like when you get to Formula One, yeah. like you're still just being the racing driver that you've always been, just at the highest level. So what has it been like when you obviously the lights go out? You're starting. You're going up against Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen. Uh, you know, the Ferrari team, all these names that you watch and you hear of, has that experience been any different? Has it been any different than what you've done all your life? It's just now at the highest level and everyone is very good, right? Mistakes are costly. If yes. you are not at the absolute top of your game every day, you will pay for it. And um, that is the, the biggest challenge. And I think yeah, the way I look at it at the moment, whether it's for better or worse, you know, it's not the way I would necessarily want to look at it. But, you know, and you're not really up against Lewis, say. You, yes, you know, you're, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you're, all you're trying to do is maximize the capabilities of your car. And, you know, I wish I was racing against Lewis or, <laughs> you know, all the, the guys at the front. But unfortunately, at the moment, we, we can't do that. But, um, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing with it is if I go out and I perform to, you know, what I'm capable of doing, you know, I, I know that's, that's good enough. Um, but it's about executing that every single day, which is the extremely hard part and putting it all together. Um, you know, when you, a bit different to IndyCar, I, you know, we, we really get one lap on the tire. I, I correct me if I'm wrong, whereas you guys push a bit more if I'm, if, if I'm not mistaken, but, um, sometimes it's one or it, two, but yeah, that makes it, uh, quite difficult because you have this, you know, you go into that, to that last run and that last push lap and, you know, the mentality has to be to attack, but if you make a mistake, qualifying's over. So it's, uh, it's a tricky situation, but, um, you know, you just have to try and deal with it and execute. What's been the biggest, holy shit moment like in terms of celebrity you've met or somebody who's like dm'd you that they're like hey nice to you and what, what what's that been for you connor was with me last year in austin did you when uh when brad pitt walked in you were you yeah. there for that i that was, was there man, we all had, we were sitting in there having lunch that's right we were eating up that, that austin texas barbecue <laughs> yeah. um, and uh brad pitt walked in um and had a talk with had a talk with him and that was that was like holy shit that's, that's Brad Pitt <laughs> um yeah Did you get a picture I with think, no I, I didn't want to ask him for a picture oh <laughs> man it's tough <laughs> I don't know I I felt like you know he was in our hospitality he was a, a guest I didn't want to want to bother with him with a picture it's <laughs> the whole reason he's there man yeah <laughs> Jeez, um, yeah yeah I they are quite interesting about the the formula one movie they're doing as well that yeah uh, well the, the the movie brad pitt's you know um yeah. doing about formula one should be pretty cool so speaking of like the tv stuff netflix obviously you guys are they, have they sat down with you much so far like have you got to do a little bit of that uh i think yeah, at that, the end of the end of the last season uh, there's a little bit of you right yeah. hey there's our guy america here we go this is a new driver um has that been kind of cool to be uh a part of so far yeah definitely i think 
you know, I've done a, I've done the first couple interviews, you know, and you do the, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> close the, close the thing. That was pretty cool. Um, and I know they are, I don't know if I'm really allowed to say, I don't know, but they're with <laughs> me. They're with me in Miami. Um, so that would be pretty cool. So should get, uh, some good content from that. And, and we did a day in London, which was cool. So yeah, we're, we're definitely doing some stuff. Um, and yeah, they've, they've been super, super nice and, you know, um, what's the word? Um, very open to yeah, professional. Open. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been, uh, it's been really cool so far working with them. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what they make of it, but definitely excited to, to see what, you know, what comes. That's really cool. Has your face been one of those like icons on Netflix for Drive to Survive yet? If you're scrolling <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no. Not yet, but it was pretty cool. They had uh, in Australia that those super big uh, poster heads of all the drivers. Oh, nice. And uh, it was pretty cool seeing, seeing one of those, to be honest. But uh, no, I'm not on the Netflix bit. <laughs> <laughs> so of the next few races, like obviously Miami's going to be huge. Like U.S. Grand Prix, yeah. U.S. driver. That, for me, the whole national pride thing is is super cool. It's what my dad preached for years. Like I, when, me and we, when me and Rossi were trying to be American Formula One drivers, like the, the, the country getting behind your guy, right? It's like when you watch the Olympics – we probably cheer for America because we like to see our country. We cheer for our country. Um, I, I think that'll be a cool experience for you. It's got to be something that you think of like, hey, we're going back to Florida. You're a Florida man. Like this is this is going to be a an awesome <laughs> experience to be a part of. D- does that like does that feeling sink in or when you get there and you know you already did the stuff a little bit of stuff with Miami Dolphins like that was really cool. But now you're the you're the full time guy. It's got to be like, if you're looking ahead at the next few races, like, yeah, Monaco is cool. Like there might be some other cool races, but like Miami's got to be a, a, like that's circled on the calendar. Man, that's my homecoming. Come on. I know. <laughs> that's the one. Florida man. Uh, Florida man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I've never raced formula cars in America. So to be able no to. Way. Wow. Like, yeah, man. Crazy. So to be able to have done the full circle from karting and coming back to literally down the road from where I started Olmstead to have done that full circle and come back in, in an F1 car and an F1 event is going to be, it's going to be sick. Um, it's definitely circled on the calendar. That's for sure. I'm already looking forward to it, but got to get through backing first, but yeah, uh, um, <laughs> yeah man, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up for it. It's going to be a good week. going to be hectic. I've, I've, you know, seen glimpses of my schedule. It's, <laughs> <laughs> It's looking busy. It. <laughs> it's looking busy, but uh, no, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good just to get back and sleep in my bed for a couple nights. Uh, that'll be nice. But um, yeah, no, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun weekend. We, Do I we have any special America- helmets. Do we have any special USGP helmet coming? We, we got a, we got a nice one coming. Oh I'm saying, yeah, that's what it's all about. All I'm saying is very Miami. It's, I uh, love it. It's, it's all in. Hey, special helmets. That's what it's all about in Formula One. I like that. It, it's it's all in. I'm done. That's that's what I'm, that's what I'm gonna give you. That's the hint. That's the hint. Okay. Are you inviting some people? You know, there's Jimmy Butler. Butler. Is he coming? And hey, fuck you. Come watch me. <laughs> um, good question. Um, you know, I I think you know family will obviously be there. They gave me, uh, thank you to the event. They gave me 25 uh, tickets. Uh, just sort of uh, grandstand tickets for for friends from around my area to come and watch, which will be 
awesome. which will be nice to to hand out some of those to you know my my day ones <laughs> and um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a cool weekend for sure but um it's gonna be you know at the same time it's gonna be difficult you know it's gonna be hot humid physical never been to the track but um yeah i'm gonna make it one of my best i'm 100 on that that's awesome man i hope jimmy butler shows up by there they're hot in the playoffs right now i hope all the all the miami folk uh come to support that that would be sick a little Jimmy Butler jersey trade for maybe a you know a suit something like yes. that. Talk about Jimmy Buckets. He went crazy last night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had he had a big night. Um, no, yeah. Normally, at least last year, a lot of Dolphins players were there being at the stadium. Um, the the stars were out. That's for sure. So <laughs> it'll be it, it's gonna it's gonna be cool to to come back as a driver and see 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 what the deal is. Honestly, I'm going to be watching. We uh, we have that weekend off, I think. We uh, we have an event on like the 6th, but not a track event. So I'm going to be watching. I still am not going to go down to that race yet because I don't know if I could deal with the traffic and the coolness. And I don't know if anyone would give me a pass for that event because <laughs> Miami's very cool. Um, but maybe sometime I will come to you and ask for a pass. It might be Texas. No big deal. We'll see what happens. <laughs> And know, Joey's yeah. not been to a Formula One race yet, so he's got to experience a Formula One race at some point. Absolutely, you have to. I <laughs> I know I'm listing you in Las Vegas, Colin. Wow, okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> I I still think that's a big fire festival, but who knows? So I don't. It, it, I, I, if that track gets done, I will be blown away. I'm excited to see it happen. I'm gonna. Me and Rossi are going to Vegas next week, so. I will give you a, an update on what the facility looks like. <laughs> no lie to me, Connor. I know you're going to be there. <laughs> if it's I'll just going be ahead. at the hotel the whole time. I'll be watching on TV. <laughs> Very long. Man, okay, I, before you go, I will give you, I, we want to give, I like to do this for people that come on the show, and they don't expect it, but I want to get your top three Indy 500 predictions in no particular order. It doesn't have to be winner, second, third. I want you to pick three drivers that we are going to see in the top three at this year's Indy 500 because you are a Florida man, an American man. We have to get this prediction from you. Well, Connor, I know you run good in Indy. You're done. right. I do right. know that. <laughs> I do know that, and I know like Carpenter's got a good car there. <laughs> um, man, Ganasty's always insane Strong. around Indy. Strong. Uh, so top You're three, which all three are my... Winner predictions or top three just, in order? Just just give us three drivers that you expect. Boom. Here we go. Top three. Oh, man. <laughs> I got to go. I got to go Scott Dixon. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Reliable. He He's always there. He's always there. Um, I'm going to throw in a little wild card here. I've got my man Kyle in there. Okay. All right. All right. Kyle had a fast car on Thursday. I, yeah. I, was, I was running with Did him he? a little bit. He had a fast I wagon. Want- yeah. I didn't watch any testing, so this All is right. just going up. This is going off the fly, you know. And I gotta, you know, stay local. Um, man, there's a lot of good people out there. <laughs> just roll your dice, you know. Could be, old, yeah. Could be anyone. Could be me. Who knows? <laughs> I, I know you're good around there. Um, I gotta go. I gotta go with another Ganassi car. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's safe, honestly. That's a safe prediction if you're a gambler. <laughs> I, no, I can't do that. I got to mix it up. Um, <laughs> I love the dedication to this as well, by the way. I love that you really want to nail it. New Garden. 
There All right. Thank you, Connor. You're, right. you're really close in that top three. Thank you. I appreciate That's that. I do, plan, I do plan on winning the event. No big deal. Joseph and I were fastest last week, so we are going to go for it. Oh, uh, see? I haven't watched anything. <laughs> I I haven't seen anything. But I know, Those are solid. I know, I know who's I know who's always cooking around there. I know you're you're always at the sharp end. So well, Dixon Kirkwood, Dixon Kirkwood, New Garden. That's uh, Logan Sargent's top three predictions. I like that. No particular order. Uh, we appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you for your time. I um I I don't I I honestly I I know a few of the other F one guys. I do plan on asking them at some point, but it just felt like uh, when I sent you a message, I was like, you know what? Tuesday seems like a day where it's not too crazy, so let's just go for it. So I appreciate you being on. Uh, we support the F1 uh, grind and um, Americans in Formula One. So thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, you for having me. By the way, Tuesdays are good for us. So if they, if they say no, <laughs> they're probably lying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tuesdays are good. All right. Tuesdays are good. Logan Sargent, uh, Williams Formula One racing driver. You can see him this weekend on ESPN in Baku. I don't know if it's ESPN 1, 2, 3, or Ocho, whatever it is, but it's on ESPN. Hey, <laughs> right, man. Thank you guys very Thanks, much. Thanks, buddy. Logan Sargent, very great conversation. Loved what he had to say about the Indy 500. And another good get from Connor. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you, man. Honestly, love talking to him. Great conversation. If you if you don't know much about him, I mean, that, that was... Um, he has not turned into a Formula One driver who doesn't say anything. Like the guy was honest, and I respect that. So uh, we love that. We love a bit of personality out of our American heroes. Um, and next week, I went a little bit uh, wild on the guest. I I, I didn't really. Ex- I basically sent an Instagram DM last night at midnight, hoping for a response, and uh, I got a response. So we will not tell you yet. Hopefully, the scheduling works out and everything comes, but. Uh, It'll be really cool. I think it'll be a great conversation. Um, so now we move into one of our favorite segments, one of our only segments, the Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. Uh, I have to do this because I have to go to the airport and like now. Um, so this year, uh, well, this year is 1937. The year is 1937. We went back many, many, many years. Um, I love that people appreciated last week's Random Indy 500 Driver of <laughs> the Shark Attack. Yeah, hysterical. I, I mean, gr- what a story, honestly. Um, this year, we went to 1937, and we went with a podium finisher. We went with Herb Ardinger. Herb Ardinger, uh, his car was the Chicago Rawhide Oil Seal car. Uh, the Chicago Rawhide Oil Seal car, uh, just, it is awesome, right out the gate. Uh, Herbert Allen Ardinger, again, this information comes from Wikipedia. We have no idea if it's true or not. Uh, born in Pennsylvania, Glassport, Pennsylvania. Uh, he is dead, sadly. R.I.P. Uh, Herb, uh, an American race car driver in uh, several Indy 500s. 1934, skip 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, and then all of a sudden came back in 1947. Uh, so look to have... Uh, a front row start, a top five, and three top tens in the Indy 500. So, solid record, honestly. Solid record. Um, raced from 1934 to 39, including 34, 36, 37, 38. He failed to qualify in 35. That's why he skipped 35. Um, and then finished sixth and 38 in a front drive Miller, whatever that is. Uh, and then in 1947, he returned to the Speedway 
to serve as a replacement driver for Doc Williams, old Doc Williams, um, and finished a career best fourth as a replacement driver. That's wild. So uh, pretty cool. Wait, no, not career best fourth uh, because he finished third in 1937. So uh, Wikipedia might have some uh, odd information, but Herb Ardinger uh, basically finished third in uh, 1937. Or honestly, that might be the starting grid and he might have started third and yeah, he started. Yep, you're he right. Started I, and then you're right. In 47, he finished fourth. There you go. So fourth, fourth, fourth in 47. I have been led astray by the Indianapolis 500 historical stats. I put in finishing results. They gave me the starting grid. No big deal. Uh, so yeah, finished best finish of fourth. Started on the front row in 30, 37. So that is our random Mini 500 driver of the week. Herb. Herb Ardinger, and that is the last one before we are in the month of May. What a show it's been. Logan Sargent, American hero in Formula One. We appreciate his time, and we are going racing again. And Barber, this weekend, and then it's the month of May, baby. You know what it is. Don't have to say much more than that. Connor, you get heading to the airport for Speed Street. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then. Have a good one. Check out the newest episode of the Dale Jr. Download, available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. This bit of badassery was made by Dirty Mo Media. Dirty Mo.